0: For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple
1: Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So, let's get started.
0: Vehicle fat removal now becomes a new trend. A recent beauty trend, the surgical removal of buccal fat, which purports to give people a slimmer, more chiseled face, is receiving pushback by those who prefer their naturally round baby cheeks. According to Google Trends, searches for buccal fat removal shot up dramatically in the past few years. A number of celebrities have been rumored to have had the buccal fat removed and some even publicly have come out promoting it. This has sparked both supporters and detractors.
1: In this irreversible procedure... Irreversible, people, irreversible. Surgeons remove a gumball-sized piece of fat from both cheeks to shape the face. Since this fat and fat in the face generally thins out already over time, getting the procedure early in life can make some people look gaunt or skeletal as they age. Those who oppose it have even compared it to ghost
0: face from the screen films. Wow! Performing the surgery under local anesthesia, if not accompanied by other procedures, takes anywhere from 20 to 60 minutes. Aside from the cheek numbness and temporary bleeding, complications are minimal. In rare cases, asymmetry in the face can occur when surgeons accidentally damage the salivary ducts or facial nerves.
1: In one doctor's experience, New York-based plastic surgeon Darren Smith, buccal fat removal is typically preferred by people with fuller faces. Smith recommends buccal fat removal to people who have plump, round faces and may wish to slim them out a
0: little bit. Social media is a major driver of interest in the surgical trend, but some users suggest it's time to bid farewell to all the trendy facial features and body shapes. Some suggest that this is just another money-making trend and that after everyone gets their buccal fat removed, the next trend will be chair faces, something (laughs) that is already gaining traction. When Twitter users suggest we as a society cannot keep getting cosmetic surgery to stay in style because celebrities do, or just to look like a celebrity du jour. Doing this will only fill the pockets of the surgeons and not lead to a better life. Women especially tend to be vulnerable to being influenced and jumping on the latest bandwagon of beauty. But when it involves irreversible surgery, it's important to take your time before making that decision.
1: There is a pushback on social media from a number of physicians cosmeticians and everyday users who urge caution about the procedure. Once your buccal fat is gone, there is no way to get it back. A buccal fat incision is not something you should do just because you saw it on Instagram. And I have seen it, Dr. Dairy. I've seen so many people doing it, posting about it, showing off, telling everybody to do it, and I'm just like, what?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's Good about social media, and there's bad about social media, and I think that this is this falls in the bad of social media of where 100%. where we you know are jumping from trend to trend, and you know it's hard. Listen, as as a as a middle aged man who has been gaining weight, you know over the course of the last couple of years, despite and you know a very very like healthy diet and exercise, whatever, I, I'm not crazy about the changes my body are going through because. That's life and I'm subjected to the forces of life and aging and gravity and all that comes with it. I look at I look at the pictures of when I was 20 and I'm like, dang. You know. <laughs> but it, it it has not occurred to me to to do body modifications and and um I often say the greatest challenge in life is to age gracefully. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. And I mean, and you know, we're, and we're not knocking anyone that decides to get a cosmetic procedure, but it's just something like this that is completely irreversible that right. you may seriously end up regretting later on in life because your face is going to thin out anyway as you get older. Right. That's, right. that's just what's sad because I don't know if people are informed about that before making this decision to remove that buccal fat. And that makes me sad for them. Um, yeah. And so that that's what this is about. So not knocking yeah. anybody that decides to do no. something, but, you know, I just wish people didn't feel the pressure
0: to do this. Of course. Yeah. And we don't want to be cheeky about it either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the recent approval of lecanemab for Alzheimer's. What it does, who can use it, and does it work? Alzheimer's has long eluded medical researchers trying to find treatments and cures for the disease. The skepticism surrounding a new experimental drug, lecanemab, is highlighting the flaws in Alzheimer's treatments and research. At first look, the experimental drug, which was recently given accelerated approval by the FDA, which is now available for the general public, seems to be all positive. This drug has mod- has modest improvements in cognitive function of patients in the early stages of Alzheimer's although it may not be helpful to many of the patients who already have progressed through the stages of Alzheimer's. In a clinical study cited by the FDA, the reduction in score on a clinical dementia scale that assesses mental functions such as memory, judgment, and problem solving was 27% lower
0: in patients treated with lecanemab than in those receiving a placebo. The issues with these findings is that for patients in later stages of the disease, their caregivers and family members might be inclined to reach for the drug out of desperation or as a lifeline. However, experts have cautioned that the slowing of cognitive decline with lecanumab was a modest effect that might not be noticeable to patients. The result was statistically significant, but it is uncertain whether it's clinically meaningful. In other words, we can see the difference via statistics, but Does it really do something clinically? so these are oftentimes two different things, right? And, And that's important for us to recognize. So again, even though the drug was statistically altered the course of the disease, it's not clear that taking the medication will provide any noticeable improvement in the quality of life for the patient.
1: This becomes an issue when the side effects of the drug are factored into the equation. It is possible that patients who receive the drug won't notice any improvements and will be exposed to dangerous side effects, including brain swelling and brain bleeds. Although these side effects were present in less than 15% of participants, they still represent a risk that needs to be factored into the decision to take the drug. And after all, 15% is almost one in six patients who experience these extreme side effects. I'm glad that the story ended with that because, you know, people say, oh, it's just less than this." Less than fifteen percent. That's not that bad. One in six? Right. And and what if your family member is one in the fifteen? Like let's not let's not say, oh, it's just, you know, fifteen percent. That's a high number.
0: That's you would you would you allow
1: a parent to take this medication? I don't think so. I really don't. I don't think so. I think, you know, Alzheimer's is, is, is bad enough. I'm I'm not gonna risk
0: brain swelling and brain bleeds. Yeah. On top of that, especially like if you're for such a modest, a, a modest, you know, you know, uh, it, yeah, yeah,
1: and it I, may not even do anything, yeah, you know, and especially if, if we catch it early enough, there, you know, I, I've seen behavioral um interventions that can be done to help. So, like, let's I want to exhaust everything that we can without having to try some drug that could potentially make things exponentially worse. Thanks for listening to
0: Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast, follow us on social media, and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Pickerson, at hopepickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry, that's D R D E R Y.
1: To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media,
0: go to noisefuttershow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay
1: well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep,